0: Gentlemen, I highly recommend you get out there and enjoy this beautiful freaking weather. Spring is here. Let's do some traveling. Talking about weekend road trips, getting your ass out there and living, even if it's just going down to a city park and grilling burgers, get outside, throwing horseshoes in the backyard, bonfires. Ow, old tetherball, you son of a bitch. Float trips, flea markets, garage sailing. Doing your neighbor's wife when he's at work. You're getting the picture. Croquet, backyard barbecues, walks in the park with someone you love. Walks in the small claims court with somebody you fucking hate. Working on the yeah rose garden with new bushes you just got. Gambling at the casino with money you don't have. Hey, wax the car. Wax the car. You driving a man on four donuts? You want blow your last twenty on on wax? You better make a payment, or you're gonna start fucking hiding your car. <laughs> i tell you, with the weather getting nicer, it's just a great time to be outdoors. And that's that's what we're talking about starting out this morning. Just great things you can do this spring and summer to get outside and live a little bit, folks. It may seem stupid, but Stan, the joke man has done it time and time again. Gone out here to Nichols Park in Henrietta, Oklahoma with my wife. And we've flown a kite and had a fucking blast. You take burgers, you take charcoal, okay? You... Take an ice chest with mama's beer in it or whatever she's drinking that day. I got some weed. We got lawn chairs, bag chairs, whatever the fuck. We had a great time. One time we got one of them yurts down there in Yafala Lake. You can get those yurts. You're locked in the park at night. So you're nice and safe. They're clean, air conditioned. You got electricity. It's nice. It seems cheesy and silly, but the truth is, and I mean it, I've said it before. There is nothing more unplugging. Than going outside and playing in the fucking dirt. Just like you did when you were a kid. Something as simple as that. Going and flying a fucking kite. You wouldn't believe. How much that just grounds your ass. And kind of brings you back home. I'm not a psychiatrist. But I'm fucking nuts. And nuts is worth hearing out. Everybody's been in a weird mood lately. I think that's because of the uh, new black hole they discovered. I really do. If you haven't heard, I mean, the story came out about a month ago or so, but they discovered a new nearby gigantic fucking supermassive black hole that's got a tremendous amount of energy. Now, it's always been there, but the fact that they're just now seeing it and it's suddenly appearing, it seems to be out of nowhere. Well, energy like that just can't appear and not have some kind of an effect on us. Gravitational pull, that's everything, folks. Gravity is the most powerful above the sun, okay? And look, I'm sure there are scientists out there that are going to completely disagree with me, but it might, might, just stupid-ass, uneducated opinion. I think gravity is, without doubt, the most powerful energy we have. We can't even create it. We can create all that other shit. They simulate gravity all the live long day, but they can't create it. You know who can? Aliens. Now, as you can tell, it's high noon. I'm super fucking high, but stay with me on this. If, you, if you're if you wanting to get out and really vacation, listen very carefully. <laughs> Bob Lazar is an actual physicist, despite what the United States government says. They say, oh, he's self-proclaimed and a conspiracy theorist. Well, they have to say that because he used to work at Area 51, and he doesn't work there anymore. Um, I think they... Back in the old days, they even tried to 86 him a couple of times. But he was there when those crafts were there. And he actually got to fucking touch him. And if you ever see his documentary, he talks about how chastised he was for reaching out and touching something without permission. But he was definitely there, Bob Lazar. And that very intelligent physicist cracked the gravity code that the aliens were using. Or at least figured out how they were moving their vehicles around. Well, according to Bob Lazar, the only way you could look inside the alien craft is they would have to take a forklift and latch your feet and hang you upside down so they could hang you down, you know. And he said there were actually two little chairs in the craft and an orb setting between the two of them. And it was that, I guess, chrome metallic looking orb that they took out of the craft. They managed to get out of there. He said it had already been removed by the time he started working there, I believe. And he said that orb produced its own gravity. Yeah. Said it was about the size of a grapefruit. And it produced its own damn gravity. That's what allows their ships to travel. Yeah. It's the equivalent of taking a bowling ball, putting it on the corner of your bed, and standing in the center of the bed, Bob Lazar says. When you stand in the center of the bed, the ball, what does it do? A 10-pound ball moves without you even fucking touching it. No jet propulsion, nothing. By producing their own gravity, the ship literally slips through the air. Yeah. It's there, but it's on a completely different gravitational plane of existence. So it's there, but it's not. It's between the matter, between our atmosphere. Kind of hard to get your mind around it, huh? That means any bullet you fire at it, anything, is just going to go right around it. Smoke some weed and think about that for a while. Good news is, I know how to get them. I I thought this shit out, folks. I'm a plan ahead kind of person. And I've already worked out how to get these folks, I mean, if they attack us. We don't want to kill them if they come friendly, but if they try to attack us, well, you just have your shit ready. Because they're going to break that plane of existence sometime or another. Stick shit up my ass. (laughs) Welcome to the Stand the Joke Man Show, a property of Joke Man Productions, L.L.C., Broadcasting for the Boys Room Studios. You know you it, you just you got. Oh Lord, you stretch, Now, time for your host, Stan the Joke Man you, it's an all-the-freaking-way holiday celebration here on the Stand the Joke Man Show on a fun day Monday. We're going to talk about fun, exciting things you can do on the cheap, even, for vacation. Yeah, the spring and summer. I like to get out of the goddamn box. I like to get out of the box and do something different. I like to go different places and see different things. Have you ever driven northern Arkansas? But I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> I might be a little fucked up. I love that sound, man. Beautiful, I tell you what. Hey, listen. My friends and relatives and just my neighbors. I love Arkansas. But holy flying fuck, have you have you ever driven northern Arkansas? Hey. It's mighty interesting up there. I've done it on motorcycle and Jeep. And both times, mysteriously, couldn't wait to get the fuck out of there. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to be cruel. And I'm not being, you know, I'm not embellishing at all. The last trip was with my wife. We was on our way back from Hot Springs. And um, it's a narrow, kind of scary drive through the fucking Ozarks. But I got to tell you, it's really beautiful and, and fucking worth the trip. So Hot Springs. See, it was different, and it didn't cost us anything but a tank of fucking gas. And we had a blast. We were terrified. We were scared. We're going to talk about different Airbnbs. Did you know you can stay in Ronnie Van Zant's house? Absolutely. The family home, just a modern blue-collar home where Ronnie Van Zant lived with his brother and his wife and kids and everybody. And That's right. Fortunately, Ronnie Van Zant's best friend is the one who... Owns the home these days. Rents it out as an Airbnb. Nice fella, and uh, you can stay there yourself. That's right. Do all the business that Ronnie Van Zandt did right there, and that you can pretend you're the lead singer, Leonard Skinner. Blast music all fucking night. You'd be air guitar all fucking night, drunk off goddamn money. back on topic. Fun, simple things you can do. Traveling. Just things you can do on the cheap to have a good time this spring and summer with the family. First, let me tell you how two elderly women did it real. Two, they call them octogenarian, best friends from Texas. They um, took the adventure of a lifetime, a trip around the world in 80 days. Now, what's significant about this is that Sandy and Ellie are both 81 years old. <laughs> Wow. That did not stop them from getting their passports renewed, packing their bags, grabbing the doctor and a photographer, and hitting the fucking road. Vacation started in Antarctica. The Thing with Kurt Russell, Antarctica? Out of your fucking mind, what'd you go up there for? The Thing's up there. They're back from vacation. If I was you, I'd keep an eye on their asses. I won't be alone with you. Who wants to start a vacation on a block of goddamn ice? Sandy and Ellie, 281-year-old women, they're in full ski gear and everything. They're in the Antarctic. There's a picture of them standing them. You see penguins in the background standing there flipping them off. Like, what the fuck are these old ladies doing here? Can't we get away from these fuckers? Anyway, then they went to Easter Island, Peru, Northern Europe, the Arctic Circle. The Arctic Circle? You just got back from Antarctica. Don't you like warm places? Why do you keep going back to blocks of ice where the thing is? y'all get that? They started out their vacation in the Antarctic. And I guess after everybody was infected by the alien and Kurt Russell was dead, they hauled ass to Easter Island. Then they went to Peru, probably down there spreading the thing. Yeah, infecting people with aliens. Now they had to run back to the Arctic to recharge their thing battery. Yeah, it's like fucking Dracula. What kind of fucking vacation is this? Alien invasion? It must be. Folks, I think they're double alien agents. They're 81 years old, and they're circling the globe like they're 19 fucking years old. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, scratch the alien thing, because I could be wrong about that. But let me ask you this. Why you two were circling the globe, Now this is just a come on, we're adults. When you were in India, because I know you went to the Taj Mahal when you were there, did you have a little too much in the hookah bar that night? You know, maybe a little too much tea, a little too much hookah, a little too much wine. You know, and I drag your ass back to a cabana, and that's 162 years of lesbian curiosity just waiting. Okay, I (laughs) i am so crossed the fucking line. I think it's a good idea to move on now. All right. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Sandy and Ellie, they finished their world tour, and they're back home. And I'm happy you ladies are out having a good time. Good for you. Um, I hope you really aren't thing aliens, but we'll see. And if you decide you want to take a stab at staying at the Ronnie Van Zant house, uh, it's in Jacksonville, Florida. That's how you get in touch with uh, Ronnie Van Zant. He had two best friends growing up. I guess one has passed away, and the one still living is the one who runs the Airbnb. So if you're in Santa Monica, you can go to her Joan Rivers' house if you give a shit. <laughs> you see, that would be my thing. If I go to Graceland, if I go to Joan Rivers' house, if I go to Buford Pusser's home, if I go to the home where Luther Vandross died, or I go down to the Riverside Hotel in Jackson, Miss, in um, excuse me, Clarksdale, Mississippi, I just want the bathroom pass. You know, that's where all the intimate, private, personal moments that Ronnie Van Zant had and Elvis, and I, I I pooped on the toilet. Ronnie Van Zant wrote Free Tur- Free Bird on need a tour of all of Graceland I could give two shits Elvis didn't cut the grass here like he gave a fuck I want to see where it all came to an end in the bathroom yeah can I just get the bump to that part of the tour pass you know spend a little less money you're not gonna tie me up I'm on my way to Waterburger to get something to eat by the way if I have to go can I use that toilet please all right everybody get the fuck out me and Elvis are gonna have a moment <laughs> Go to uh, Corinth, Mississippi, I believe, or Selmer. I can't believe where it's at, but Buford Pusser's house. You can tear that house if you care. Real interesting tall tales around Buford Pusser. Even his own living best friend, one of of Buford Pusser's oldest, dearest, best friends, where he passed away, did an interview, and he said, you know, the Buford Pusser story was proof that any author could take a typewriter, and make a hero out of absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's what, and he said, I love Buford. He's my friend, don't get me wrong, but the truth is, he was a moonshiner. All his deputies were bootleggers and moonshiners. They were all on the take, and he said, look, it was just the way life was back then, and uh, Buford was part of that whole system, and But he was written off as the great hero that stopped it when the fact is he was one of the main culprits. But anyway, let's move on. I don't want to get into that. That's another story. Another time is, yeah, we like I say, heroes come cheap in America. Mike Elam is an author and um, he's got a great book out called Buford Pusser, the untold story or the true story. I forget exactly what it's called, but the author's name is Mike Elam, E-L-A-M. And uh, he interviews a lot of the Hathcocks and a lot of the people, you know, directly related to the families that did business with Buford Pusser. And you'd be astonished. A lot of people mysteriously died under the watch of Buford Pusser, including his own wife. There was a whole lot of suspicion around Buford Pusser killing his own wife, Pauline. You know, they were separated. They don't talk about that in the movie. They were separated at the time of her gunning down. The old Walking Tall, yeah, that was real close to what happened if you believe fiction, if you like fiction. (laughs) I love historical tours. I like to solve mysteries. Did you know up in Clear Lake, Iowa, that municipal airport out there? Yeah, that was the last airport Big Bopper, Buddy Holly and Richie Valens ever boarded an airplane. Did you know that investigation is still open? Sure, it's still open after all these years. You know why it's still open? Well, they're guilty. The director of the municipal airport up there, in my opinion, was absolutely guilty. I read the FAA reports. The night of that accident, that guy sat there in that tower and he watched that plane go down. He watched it go down. And instead of going out there and getting in his truck and driving out there, finding the wreckage and calling the local sheriff's department, we've got to get out there right now, a fire department, help these kids. What did he do? He went home. Fuck yeah. He went home and went to sleep until 6 o'clock the next morning. Then he went out and looked for the wreckage and decided to call the sheriff's department. Now, I want you to think about that. Some of them boys died on impact, no doubt. Like Buddy, Holly, he was dead. But I think some of them froze to death. Big Bopper's son thought something suspicious happened. That's how come he had the body exhumed? There was enough chest injuries, though. The um, yeah, medical examiner said he was probably dead on impact, too, or he died shortly after impact. Regardless, I think Richie Vallens would have lived. It's just my opinion. But if I remember right, his medical examiner autopsy report said that he had fatal injuries, but it didn't go into real detail. And I found that highly suspicious because it got down to below 20 degrees that night, light snow. I think that kid lay out there in that field, and he froze to death. I read the FAA reports a long time ago. The director of the airport admitted himself. He sat there, and he watched the taillights of the plane drop below the tree line. He tried to contact them on the radio, and they didn't respond. What the fuck do you think, Cap'n Asshole? Why don't you call the Sheriff's Department? Fuck no, it's late. Go home, get some shut-eye. That's why the investigation to this day is still open. I think that kid froze to death, and if they close the investigation, well, it's going to be guilty, Municipal Airport, and they're going to have to fork over some cash to the Valens family, probably other people too. That's just my opinion. But it seems highly suspicious, doesn't it? That's the kind of weird shit I like. How would you like to be married to me? <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me, I posted some videos over the weekend on YouTube. One of them defending children, innocent children with a disability. They they call it transgender. They, they got a fucking label, everything. See, if you call a kid transgender... They're not a kid. They're not a human being anymore. And they want you to call them that. They want you to be brainwashed to think of them that way so they're an enemy to you. They're transgender. They're alien. Enemy. Put out. Keep away. Yeah. So self-righteous. They truly believe they're better than disabled people. People with impairments or disabilities. These people are so arrogant. There's nothing God about them. They only go to... Church, because, well, that's their status. They have to do it. They're status people. Going to church is a reflection on them. Go, not going to church is a reflection on them. Their hearts are so clouded with cynicism and cruelty and meanness. They've got it in their heads. As long as they vote Republican and stick to the status quo, they're going to stay true in the eyes of God. They put the Republican Party above God's word. They put the hate above God's word. These are vile people. And I noticed after I posted the video on YouTube, which I'm proud to say, 16,000 uploads over the weekend, and I'm really happy for that. But I noticed that the majority of the folks in the Midwest who listened and looked at that video couldn't get past 30 seconds. The very second you point out you're cruel, and you're heartless, and you're not Christian, terrorizing these little kids. They turn it off. You know why? They know what they're doing is vile and not in favor to God at all, but they're going to stay the fucking course because there's no God in them, folks. None. And they're gutless. But I'm happy to announce a few of them managed to ride in. I've got the letters right here. You got mail. You got mail. You got mail. I got crabs. You want to write into the Stan the Joke Man show? You can hit me up on YouTube or just uh, Joke Man Productions LLC on Facebook. All right. Dear Stan, you're a border collie leading sheep. Let's pray for the shepherd to reward us by letting the sheeple wake up. Mr. Herring. Appreciate the letter, Mr. Harry Ass. I'll take Border Collie over Asshole, sure. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of fucking rewards are you looking to get? And for what? Attacking scared families? And I don't think you're entitled to rewards for terrorizing innocent scared kids. You really believe you're going to be looked upon favorably by God for that chicken shit? Hey, okay, stay the course, dummy. As a matter of fact, this next election, if Donald Trump and his children attacking crew get back in the White House again, I'm going to name each and every business in Okmulgee County that supports him. I'm going to name the owners and the name of the business personally. I'm going to name the churches that endorse this attack on kids, because they're not houses of God Almighty, because God does not endorse their attacks on these children. I'm going to name the pastors and I'm going to name the churches and all the folks who go there because they endorse this attack on kids. And it's not going to happen anymore. I'm going to make you back your shit up. You want to attack them kids? I'm going to name you and your business personally. If you endorse Donald Trump, you're going to explain to everybody how you can justify attacking them children, and if you can back it up. You have nothing to worry about, but I'll bet you can't. Well, I voted for him, but I don't support him on that. You're a fucking liar. You're an even bigger piece of shit than I thought. If you voted for him, you voted for that. You endorse that. Y'all realize you're taking the coward's road? Do you realize that you don't have to have any guts at all to be on the road you are? Yeah, you realize it, and you're still too gutless to get off that road and learn anything. Dear Stan, can't figure you out, brother. You sound a little bit demented, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. G. Martin. And I appreciate it. Hey, I'll take demented over dishonest. Fuck yeah. I'll take demented. I'll take dick. I'll take asshole. I'll take any of that shit. Dishonest. Thanks for not using that word, because I'm not dishonest. By the way, you're right. You can't figure me out. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I am. I just know that I'm here to stick up for little kids. And I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and I have to, whether I like it or not. So, I've been ripping on Ted Nugent's ass pretty heavy on his YouTube channel here lately, because he's been going after little kids, transgender kids, and disabled kids with a vengeance. He gets off on it, and he's trying to pump into the heads of his listeners that these defenseless, innocent children born with this impairment are an attack on America. And because more music artists aren't standing up and joining in on the attack on these little children, that makes them un-American and not loving this country. That is the bullshit. Candy-ass Nancy boy Ted Nugent is spewing on his pussy show. And I address him. Let me tell you something. Fuck Ted Nugent. If you hear this, Teddy, listen carefully. Stand the joke man talking. Fuck you, boy. You are no Billy Badasses. So, yeah, you picked them soft targets. Little kids. You're a real Billy Badass, aren't you? Well, you're a goddamn gutless coward. And I'll tell you something, Teddy. Listen carefully. As a Blue Star father, I know my sons were in hot zones, and they were rogering up in defense of this country right alongside transgender folks. Two of my sons served with transgender folks. That's right. Isn't it funny that those transgender folks seem to have far bigger balls than pussies like Ted Nugent, Travis Tritt, and Kitty Rock, who've never served? Yet them pussies feel justified and attacking veterans for being transgender, and they get the idiots to back them. They were out there trading lead with goddamn terrorists. Where were you, boy? Out hunting? You know, if it hadn't been for them transgenders, you wouldn't have that, Teddy. I know you're a draft dodger, too. Yeah, you come from a military family, but when it comes your time to pick up, Roger up, nah, you pussed out, Pussy. Kid Rock worked on Papa's apple orchard. He didn't serve either. No. But they feel they have what it takes to make the call on transgender folks who had the nerve to defend this nation and the freedoms provided in it. They want to take these folks' freedom away. The very freedoms they fought for. That is Ted Nugent. Cut up an American flag and wear it like a t shirt. Kitty Rock and goddamn Donald Trump, who's already attacked this country and is planning a second attack as we speak. I don't choose your side, folks, whatever side that is, because it's radicalized, it's extremist, it's anti-American, and it's definitely not Christian. I'm not sure what you are, but I do know this. (laughs) Your most upstanding virtue is cowardice, and I'll have none of that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for the Stand the Joke Man show. This is a product of Joke Man Productions, LLC, broadcasting from the Boys Room Studios right here in Henrietta, America, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at high noon on Apple, Amazon, Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, all over the place. You can even catch me on YouTube now. I've got to stay on these people till they back off these kids because they want to treat them like second-class citizens and run them out of this country or kill them, one of the two, and I'm not going to allow it. Oh, I'm sure there'll be repercussions, but that's okay. I've accepted that a long time ago. People like Nugent and Rock are fucking gutless. And anybody that supports that shit are absolute cowards. You're entitled to your opinion. And nobody is asking you to accept these folks into your home or anything like that. But you're going to have to tolerate them because they're Americans. And they have as much right afforded to them by law as you do. I know you don't understand that. I know you're cliquish, and I know you want to hurt. You're the same fucking morons that followed Hitler right over the goddamn cliff. You are. You don't think you are because you're arrogant too, but you really are. You're a weak-minded group of dumbasses, and the fact that you follow people like Ted Nugent only proves my point. I don't come off hostile. I just come off true, and nobody likes that. I'm wrong about a lot of things. But I'm not wrong about this. All of you adults out there know better. We don't target little children. We especially don't target little disabled children who are scared and terrified with their families. But your fucking leaders that you elected have all written laws right here in Oklahoma attacking them kids. And you endorse it, Oklahoma. From one asshole to a whole collection of others, you can guarantee it. I'm going to keep forking it out whether you like it or not. I'm going to keep calling you what you are. Maybe one of these days you'll wake up. I don't like bullies. I don't like big, strong, goddamn pussies who get off on tormenting little kids. You talk to anybody I went to school with, I got a lot of bloody noses and fat fucking lips sticking up for defenseless kids in school. And I'll do it again anytime, anywhere, motherfucker. You are wrong. And you met your goddamn match. You I'll right see you Wednesday. Bye, Kendios.